Hey there, America. You're listening to Average Shows Healthcare. I'm Perry. And I'm James. This is a bi-weekly podcast that dissects the American healthcare system. And helps you understand its ins and outs from two average Joes. Three, two, one. Hey there, America. Welcome back to Average Shows Healthcare. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been a while. been a month or two. We've been, we took a short break for different reasons. A creative break. Creative <laughs> sabbatical, if you may, because we're just so, I mean, that's all we do is just think creatively and we just, I don't know where I'm going with that, but. I'm the creative one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyways, so we're back uh, today and we're going to be giving you a COVID-19 update. Um, yeah. It's, There's a lot yeah. that's gone on in the past few months, Perry. It's a like, lot. I mean, I, I, like I thought that <clears throat> we were doing too many COVID episodes, but it's like. It's touching so many so, aspects of life right now. It's, it changes yeah. every week. So it's like the summary we have from the past like three months is completely, completely different. Yeah. Everything has changed. Before. Yeah. 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 Where, all right, with cases, I think, I mean, there's just so much to talk about. We, vaccines, economy, cases, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah. So well, today, can, can I share some good news first? I got my, oh, yeah. I got my first Pfizer, my first Pfizer shot, uh, two days ago, Monday. Good. I'm pumped. You were pumped full of vaccine. I'm pumped full of vaccine, and I'm I'm pumped full of adrenaline too. It's nice. the um, probably the happiest moment of my month so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, congratulations. And you have your? Did you get Pfizer? Nope, I got the Moderna. Moderna. One. I okay. got vaccinated. I got my first shot like, uh, I guess three weeks ago now. Yeah. So like you get your next ago. one in about a week then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And then you'll be fully. So yours is ninety. 92% efficacy? Yeah. Yeah, and mine's so. 95, so I'm 3% oh, better okay, than you. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get my second dose at the end of the month, so I'm yeah. psyched. Well, um, good for us. It's, yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. The and if you coming. have the it's opportunity to get a vaccine, um, more more power to you. And if you don't, hang hang in there. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, I've, um, uh, what date... Did so Biden said April nineteenth. April nineteenth. That everyone in the U.S. over the age of sixteen. Okay. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let's make sure we're fact checking each other. But the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is good for anyone sixteen and over, whereas Moderna and Pfizer are eighteen and over. I'll. I don't know. I'll double check check. it up. Check it out. I think that's correct. Um, yeah, it's. It's almost here. It's almost it is. that light at the end of the tunnel is coming up. It's just coming at us. And I really hope it's not just like somebody with a flashlight, like tricking us into thinking it's the end of the tunnel because it I know. is, I mean, God, it has been such a fucking long year. <laughs> it's, it's been a long one. Yeah. Um, um, I, I mean, it's been, it's been over a year now that most states have been fully quarantined. Or, or, well, excuse me, not fully quarantined, but, uh, you know, since since the first shutdowns. Yeah. Was Florida ever quarantined? I don't... 
I, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, let's. I like. I like our bashing Florida on this podcast. Even. I'm sorry. If we you're like from Florida. Florida. Florida's like beautiful. Florida. It's absolutely. I have family from Florida. My dad's from Florida, but their government is something else. It's. Um. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> all right. So today. Where, where are we at with cases right now? Today is April eighth. April eighth, twenty twenty one. And uh, currently, in the United States, we've had. 30,600,000 cases confirmed and 552,000 deaths. So Jesus. that's great. That's so sad, man. Yep. It's it's still it's still like rising. It's, well, like right now we are in the middle of like an uptick because all these people are getting vaccinated and everyone's like in cases not in deaths. Yeah. So yeah. cases per day cases have been going up. Um per day deaths have been going down. Yeah. Um, but still, like... Yeah, it's... Everybody's like, oh, I'm getting vaccinated, and the governments yeah. are, like, lessening restrictions. But that means... Uh, but here in Colorado, at least, there's been a few counties that have had to go back into, like, orange or red uh, status where they have to, like, you know, do social dis- distancing at red restaurants, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So don't... If you haven't been vaccinated, you know, don't, like... Just go fly in an airplane without uh, wearing a mask or, like... I mean, yeah, you still have to wear a mask yeah. everywhere. Don't be that person that doesn't wear a mask. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <sighs> um, so, yeah, there's that's how we're doing with cases and deaths right now. There's... Um, currently, in the United States, there's 154 million doses of vaccines have been distributed... And that means, so some people have gotten two doses. Some people have only gotten one. Hmm. Um, so little, a little bit over a hundred million people have been vaccinated with at least one dose. Hmm. So, and with both vaccines, um, with, I mean, the Johnson Johnson one, you only have to get one dose. Um, but Pfizer and Moderna, if you and I need to correct myself. So I was I I was kind of right. Okay. So Pfizer is the only vaccine that people age 16 to 18 can get moderna and johnson and johnson are both 18 and up okay so i just want to clarify All right. that good good to know yep um eh, yeah so that's where we're at right now yeah it's and interestingly enough i mean given where we we're at a, a year ago or not you know less than a year ago with cases and the u.s was in many ways leading we're actually one of the countries with the most vaccinated uh, population per capita. Yeah. Um, so can I hit you with some numbers, Perry? Hit me with some All right. Numbers. So this is according to ourworldindata.org. The country's leading, and uh, this is fully vaccinated. So this is either, you know, you got both uh, vaccines for Pfizer and Moderna, or you got the single Johnson & Johnson. Um, uh, okay. So people fully vaccinated... All right, so guess which country is leading the world? I would never have guessed this. Um, it's Israel. Israel. Yeah, with 56.5% are fully vaccinated. Okay. That's, that's like, pretty close to herd immunity for that country. Um, number two is Chile, 22.24%. Uh, Bahrain, which is a small island off the coast of Saudi Arabia. I guess if you have... A thousand residents. I think you can. You can. 
backs definitely more than a thousand but yeah no i mean it's yeah the smaller population they're at 19.59 percent and then in fourth place the u.s 19.26 percent this is as of april 7th that's not not bad um we're we're definitely were three months ago considering our population as well i mean um 320 million people yeah like you said we're over 60 million fully vaxxed yeah um in terms of countries with one vaccine, you know, you we're still number four. The UK though has forty five, forty six and a half percent have at least one vaccine, okay. um, at least one dose, which is if interesting. You, the the whole Israel thing, or like Israel's number one, and I guess that makes sense, yeah, because um, there's a new episode of South Park on <laughs> HBO. I don't watch South and Park. Part of it entails israeli israeli planes flying to south park and <laughs> delivering vaccines to everybody well, there you go so, that's where they got it from yeah, yeah they're leaving. i guess that makes that's why that makes that a lot of sense um okay interesting cool. can we can we talk about real quick i think we kind of jumped over it but um so i think it's interesting and this is it's very positive but you know perry as you said um so the seven-day average for mid-March, I'm looking at March 17th, right? So um, just pulling a date. Two weeks ago. About two, yeah, two to three, three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Um, new cases per day, and this is just in the U.S., was about 59,000. The seven-day average was 55,000. Um, and we go to yesterday, um, new cases per day is at 73,000. So, like, okay. significantly. We're talking... Uh, a pretty big jump, like a you know fifty percent increase. Yeah, forty um, percent, and the seven day average is up ten thousand, so it's up over twenty percent um, to sixty five five hundred. So I mean, it yeah, cases are going up, but on the flip side, and I think this is my my brain tells me this is a result of the vaccine is deaths have continued to go down. Um, so you know that same time frame, if we look at March seventeenth. The deaths per day were, um, it was just under 1,200. And now, um, April uh, 6th was 907 deaths. So, I mean, you know, you're down 25%. I very much think that's attributed to the effectiveness of the vaccine for hospitalization rates. Yeah, so that's another thing is like people getting the vaccine – they can still they can get the still virus. They can still get the virus. Yes. Yeah. That's a, like people that get the vaccine. It's like the can flu. Still get the virus. It's like the flu. Yep. But it's the virus is super less effective. It's less it's effective and less effective. hospitalization rates. I mean, Pfizer is claiming that serious, serious complications uh, from, ha- uh, sorry, having the Pfizer vaccine reduces serious um, uh, symptoms by 100%. Okay. That, that's what Pfizer's claiming in their study, um, and they're saying it's it reduces ho- hospitalization rate by 100 percent as well. Good. I mean, that's 100. That, that's the key, though, right? Is that, you know, at the, like at the end of the day, you and I, like I, I'm fine if I get sick after my vaccine and I have minor symptoms, I'm okay with that. It's about not putting the stress on the healthcare system, right? Like that's the ultimate. That's the issue. Yeah. When we look at hospitalization rates, that's where it starts to play a big issue, and we start to see hospital beds filling up and that that's what was going on last april right when we had the first peak mm-hmm. um so i think that's interesting the other interesting thing is um you know it, i i don't know why i found this so interesting but the rates of vaccination across countries is especially as i look at europe i was very surprised to not see 
Concerning the, the Pfizer vaccine was developed in Germany, um, I, I'm i very surprised to see that countries in Europe aren't getting the vaccines that, that they need to vaccinate their population. Now, keep in mind, the population of Europe is in the billions. Um, and what? Yeah. Yeah, population of Europe is... I'm looking it up right now because I want to make sure I get the right number. Are you um, sure? Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. Maybe I, I could have sworn it was over a billion. 747 million. Yeah, 700. So twice okay. the United States. Twice the United States. So sorry. Yeah, 740, but it's still still obviously much larger than the United States per, per capita. And we're talking about a similar geographic area, yeah. right, um, you know, in terms of geographic size. Um, but, you know, I my partner's brother is living in Paris, and right now he doesn't think he's going to get a vaccine until June. Dang. At the earliest. Um, and in the U.S., Biden just announced that anyone over the age of 16 can get it starting April 19th, no matter what state you're in. So it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I can't. You, I can't. Say what you will about free market. But <laughs> yeah. I guess this is money, money, yeah, money, money talks. speaks, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I can't speak to why that's the case, but um, it, it is. Um, which is it. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, it's a bummer. Oh, well. Um, yeah. All right. So. It's a lot of numbers to hit off right to start. Let's sorry about the numbers, guys. Yeah, uh, if you're still around. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about this vaccine passport that has been a hot topic. This is the next big controversy with yeah. COVID. Um, yep. This is the next mask. <laughs> want one? Other people don't think have like you know reasons against it. I don't really care either way. Um, I already got as long as I have the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's going to affect me. Um, yep. But there's a lot of people that um, aren't going to get the vaccine, which is really stupid, in my opinion. Um, and we don't know the populations. We, we don't know who might not get it. We're not sure. We There's been lots of surveys asking who's going to get it. But, um, you know, can, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Sure. I mean, I I think from everything I've read and seen and researched, the vaccine is obviously highly effective and it's also very safe. Yeah. That being said, um, even here in our hometown, Perry, there was a story out of Denver yesterday at a Dick's Sporting Goods. They were doing a vaccine drive and, um, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. There, there were 11 people who had like pretty adverse, um, immediate reactions to the vaccine. They had to shut down the so I don't. I, it I, was, I don't know if this because it wasn't stored at the right temperature. So I, again, I don't want to. It's a Johnson Johnson vaccine. It so is. it's the one yep. shot. It's the one shot. And out of it was there was seventeen hundred people. There so were seventeen hundred people. It's a very small and Eleven population. people yep. got had adverse reactions. So yep. they shut it down after I don't know a certain amount of time. But seventeen hundred yep. people had gotten their vaccine. So it amounted to point point. Six two percent, very very small percent, and which is yep. what is expected. Yep. Like from the trials yep. and everything, that is what is expected from the vaccine. Absolutely. And so, but they still shut it down for safety reasons and all. Which, that which stuff, is so, yeah. which is like probably the right thing to do. But you know, it again, I I would love to see everyone get the vaccine because I think we have proven that it's safe and effective. That being said, I I do recognize that they, it is a decision that it's each a person choice. it's a choice that each God person has to make free will <laughs> um but like i i can understand why people with like 
maybe certain health conditions might be afraid, maybe be, you know, hesitant yeah. to get it. Or, um, it like, I mean, if you've been, if you had allergic reactions to other vaccines in the past, I can understand why people might be hesitant to get it. And, you know, that's me trying to be as open-minded as possible. And then to your point, Perry, with the, va- with the passport, it's like, if for some reason you're not comfortable getting the vaccine, then do you want to be discriminated against in some way by not then having the passport? Yeah. And I think that's that's the argument that we're seeing from so that's um, the whole, from Florida is yeah. that's the that's the argument a lot of it Damn from Florida. Governor DeSantis. We saw that Texas 2 days ago banned the COVID passport as well, so very similarly due to privacy and uh like privacy concerns is mm-hmm. why they they cited. I don't know. I mean, I understand yeah. So basically the the uh let's go back for a minute. So sure. COVID uh vaccine passport and if you don't know what it would be, basically it would be a smartphone app, be a smartphone app run by different organizations. There'd mm-hmm. be potentially multiple companies that have like the app out there for you to use. Yeah. And something you can scan to prove that you were vaccinated. Yeah, and it just yep. proves that you were vaccinated. And people could potentially discriminate, like, you know, not, Whether or not, not you were let vaccinated. you into the grocery store, not let you into a bar. There's also freedom like and pri- like Governor DeSantis also cited privacy concerns in this is, argue. This is a quote from um, this is a CNN article arguing that the implementation and enforcement of vaccine passports would, quote unquote, create two classes of citizens based on vaccines, unquote. So that's wh- like kind of a stretch if you ask me. But um, that's I that's the argument. Saying. That that's yeah. the argument. I I can I understand what they are saying. Um, and and even right now the COVID passport, it, it's just a paper passport. So I'm not, I'm sure yours is the same. Yeah, but I have mine, mine right in front of me. It's like a what a two inch by two inch piece of paper, and it says CDC COVID nineteen vaccination record yeah. card CDC. Yep. First dose, second dose. Exactly. Other, you know. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, so I I saw an article the other day about whether or not you should laminate your passport card. Um, and there's been like, you know, there's been the argument of laminate it so that you can carry it everywhere. Because, Perry, I don't know about you, but I think there's a high likelihood that for the next year or two to like travel internationally, there's going to be some countries that are going to require yeah, probably, this yeah. to enter, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like, like sure. if, if you and I wanted to go to Germany yeah. next year, I, I, I'm you, willing to bet. Even Hawaii. You're going to need. Your, Which is exactly, a U.S. state. You're going to need you like go. your yeah. your ID slash your passport. And then on upon arrival, they're going to be like, like, OK, when I went to Kenya, you have to have a yellow card. Yeah. Um, or a yellow. Vac- yeah, excuse for, me. A yellow fever card. Yeah. For so vac- it's like for the yellow fever, for, for the yellow fever yeah. vaccine. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to prove you're either not coming from a country with yellow fever or you have to. So I, why would the, I don't see this being any different? Yeah. No, it's I mean, it's completely and I think you're it's right. Like a, a state like a Hawaii, yeah. I say a, a state like Hawaii. I mean, if if I can travel to Hawaii and show my passport, my COVID passport, instead of quarantining for 14 days, yeah, um, it may. And especially as testing ramps there's down, still, yeah, there's still travel restrictions to go Absolutely. to Hawaii right now because. Of um, yeah. But I, I struggle with this one because, for me, um, I mean, I want to reach herd immunity as quickly as we can. The problem is, I mean, you and I were just talking about this. Herd immunity for polio is approximately 80% needed. We, we, The CDC, the World Health Organization, none of them have published a number for COVID yeah, because we don't, don't know it. They don't know. I know Fauci has, has um, you know, he's postulated that it could be 80, 85%, but we don't. 
Like, yeah. the minute that that person that we hit 79.9% to 80, like, or, does that mean we're good? Like, I, I, I don't know. And right now we're at 20% across the U.S., which is great considering the vaccine has been out for about four months. Just under a little over four December months. December 14th was the first vaccine. So it's been, a, it's been almost five yeah. months then. Yeah. Um, but like 20% isn't herd immunity. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even it's, close. They said that, uh, let's see here. There was something I read. Um, this is from MSN, MSN.com. Okay. Yeah. Just um, Microsoft News. Not sponsored by Bill Gates because um, <laughs> he doesn't work there anymore. Anyways, uh, herd immunity, they expected it to be from 85 to 90%. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, just because because the virus is so transmittable. That's yeah, it's, why. it's so, so contagious. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, let's see, this article says it's published on April... 29 or sorry march 29th and it will take about 70 days from then so to reach her sometime in june i suspect to reach herd immunity if if we keep up this the current rate of vaccinations that's so, what they're saying is to reach yeah. herd immunity it'd be and see yeah. i don't i don't see that happening in june well i don't see i don't know pe- are we ever going to reach 90 percent I don't, I don't, I don't think know. So. so we were we were talking about this before we started recording too. Is you know there the other argument by Governor DeSantis in Florida is that, um, you know you shouldn't be required to get the vaccine because if you had gotten COVID and you developed natural immunity, yeah, but that's not you don't it's, need. It's not see people are being misinformed. Like it's not the same thing. It is not because it's, because people can be Moderna and yeah. Pfizer have come out and said that even if you have COVID, getting the vaccine still boosts your immunity. It it increases your likelihood to not have adverse symptoms. Also, the uh, Pfizer Moderna vaccines have been proven effective against all variants. So exactly. Far. So far, whereas yeah. so and, far, and there's a lot of variants so far. Yeah, and yeah. natural immunity only covers the one typically that type that variant that you got yeah so if you yep. that it's not the same <laughs> as not. getting vaccinated um yeah so i i yeah and so that's i think that's been a misinformed argument but um let me just you so know like let me just yeah, explain please, something really quick please like the reason that is is because the the vaccines um at least moderna and at pfizer. least moderna and, and pfizer they create the protein they yeah so they fight the are the mrna vaccines yep. so they contain the building blocks for all variants yes for, the, for like almost they pretty much the, all variants because mrna so, is a protein that helps create the antibodies yeah so yes covid19 the virus would have to mutate like basically into a completely different virus like significantly like covid 2020 it would have to be COVID-21 significant. or something yeah. in order for the uh, Pfizer Moderna vaccines to not be effective. Exactly. So whereas yeah. if you have natural immunity, it hasn't. We haven't shown proof that yeah. natural immunity prevents you from exactly uh, getting getting infected again with variants. But um, a lot more to be seen on that. So far, the the vaccines have shown that they've been working. One other note on the vaccines, Perry, is have you been following the news about the AstraZeneca one in Europe? Um, um, they, they like shut, they shut down the, cause of blood clots. Yeah. That That's was a, so 
So I, the, the AstraZeneca one's not even being rolled out in the U.S., but I thought that was interesting. Well, it was kind of being rolled out. It was. Um, yeah. This is the fun, one of the funnier things that I've heard from, like, this is, like, the most, like, United States thing ever, uh, American thing ever, where we have, like, the ability to, or, like, we had, like, 90 million AstraZeneca vaccines. Oh, no. And, but, and then Biden was, like, here in Canada, like, we Oh, got- <laughs> did we give them to Canada? Yeah. Oh, God. He was, like, here you go, like, hap- like, Here's a gift. To be fair, million vaccines. To be fair, in the in the UK, um, so again, this is a this an article I found on CNN. It says, in terms of blood clotting events with low blood platelet counts, the overall risk is roughly one in two hundred and fifty thousand. So, when considering about twenty people, twenty million people have received the AstraZeneca vaccine in the UK, and there's only been seventy nine counts of serious blood clots. So it's it's pretty low. But still Obviously, not zero. Still not zero. Yeah. Like my wife, she had, um, like she had a blood clot at one point. Like she had, I don't know, from birth control. Yeah. And like blood clots so are she's dangerous. Like, yeah. So like she's more susceptible to blood clots, basically. So she couldn't get the and AstraZeneca. So for like instance. I yeah. wouldn't want her to take that one. Absolutely. So I totally yep. get it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. The the one other piece I wanted to hit on with with COVID, Perry, is um. I think like it's had widespread effects on the economy. Yeah. In in so that many is, strange ways. You and I were talking about widespread this. Widespread is we, like putting it lightly. It, but mean. in like okay, why like yes, obviously like the the immediate effects. All which, effects on the economy. But there's a couple of very niche ones I want to bring up. Okay. Um first of all though, can we I like for some positive news, the unemployment rate in the last year has has been more than cut in half. Which is in the US, which is Incredible. So um, BLS.gov, the height of the pandemic, um, April 2020, or the height of unemployment, I guess. Let me rephrase. The height of unemployment, they are saying that the unemployment rate was 14.8% in April of 2020. Um, And then it's been slowly decreasing since then. But as of March 2021, we're down to 6%, which is, that's, I feel like that's, that's incredible. Um, so for the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics to come out and tell us that it's down by more than 50 percent, that's, that's like the norm, like at least during like Bush's presidency. Yeah, that was like I mean, I can I can tell you, I mean, it would pick amount of unemployment. Yeah. Like, so like, I mean, pick. Uh, OK, September 2016 was 5 percent. Uh, April 2013 was seven and a half percent. Oh, okay. So, like, during the two, okay. Well, here's a good one. Like, during 2009, the height of the financial crisis, the highest it reached was 10. percent um, So, oh, yeah. Okay. 10, so we were significantly so like way higher, worse. way worse, yeah. and and we recovered um, during the financial crisis, like the recession. We didn't reach six percent until uh, we hit 5.9 percent in September of 2014. So it took like almost four years, or excuse yeah. me, five years to recover. Whereas you know, in just one year, we bounced back. Which this is not your standard recession. So I think it's 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 all very new ground. But nonetheless, I think that's awesome to see. A lot of that, I think, is the service industry bouncing back too. Yeah, with and states reopening, tourism, too. tourism, flights, hotels. Yeah. Um, okay, can, there are three things I want to talk about to wrap this one up. Lumber. Real estate and cars. <laughs> okay. Talk to me about lumber because 
I just we bought a home. Uh, not you and I. We did not buy a home together. But you, you, you're big into woodworking, and I've yes. been doing some home projects since I bought a home last year. So just a two by four is so expensive. <laughs> this has been the biggest impact on me personally. Yeah. Uh, economic impact is that. So I do a lot of woodworking stuff. I build. I built the pergola in the back, my backyard. I built Love that my pergola. fence. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I built my backyard fence. I built uh, a coffee table. I built but the wet. Now my you're just showing off. My, yes, I now am. Now you're just off. showing This off. is my chance, man. Um, <laughs> this episode brought to you by Perry Woodworking and Lumber. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can't, like, I, I was trying to build a deck. I wanted to build a deck in my backyard, and how much did it price out for when you priced it out? Like so, like what, I priced it year. before COVID, and it was like five or six hundred bucks for lumber. And it's like a bunch of two by sixes, right? Yeah, it's so mostly it's two like, by sixes it's and two by sixes and two by two by, two by fours and tw- like two by tens. Yeah. yeah, and like twelve foot long ones, like nothing crazy. And so it was well under a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was like yeah. six hundred bucks, I think, total, yep. like with screws with. Everything included. Yep. And now I priced it like last week, and it was it would be fifteen hundred dollars to do <laughs> the entire thing. So it's like more so than double. It's like three times as expensive. Yeah. So I remember when I grew up in Maine, Perry. I would like you know I helped my dad with a few woodworking things. You know, very rough woodworking. And I remember going to Home Depot and like a two by four, an eight foot two by four was you know two ninety nine. Like two dollars. Yeah. Th- like three 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 fifty. Yeah. Um. And I haven't bought wood in like 12 years. And I came out here, I'm like, wow, wood in Colorado is really expensive. And I just, I thought it was a regional thing. Started doing some research into it. Um, Since COVID has started, the price of wood has gone up 188% according to fortune.com. Yep. They did an article on it. Two by fours cost like $9.50 now. Yeah, you go to Lowe's. I think Lowe's right now is $8.99 for a two by four. God. so it's that's like, like the cheapest, like that is soup, like the cheapest, like stud, like other than a two by three treated. Yeah. Like it's the cheapest piece of wood yeah. you can get. Yeah. A, a two by four is the, it's what, you know, if you're in a house in North America, there's a very high likelihood all your walls have made are, are made of two by four. Yeah. Very standard piece of wood. Um, all right, Perry, to illustrate your point, here you go. So wood prices are measured similar to like how oil is measured in barrels wood is measured in lumber per thousand board feet it's it's a measure of volume volume it's, it's not, a volume measurement yeah. not length not width it's a volume measurement yeah. um so the i i don't have the number i have a chart in front of me and so this is a rough estimate but in you know january of 2020 um lumber price per thousand board feet was just below $400 Looks like it was around like three seventy five, four hundred ish. Okay, um, in <laughs> this article was written um, in late March, so uh, about three weeks ago. Okay. And at the time of writing, that that same number that was about three seventy five ish in June or excuse me, January of twenty twenty, um, about a year and a quarter later, the price is at an all time high up. Uh, to one thousand and forty-four dollars. God. <laughs> okay, so, like, let's talk about this for a second. The financial impacts of this are not just like people doing wood projects. It's house. Oh, it's no. home building. It's furniture building. It's everything. Uh, 
anything, any, anything that, that's impacted by wood. Anything that has which wood is in it. a huge amount like of what shipping materials. Um, I mean, like there's a there's a million things. Yeah, like basically a lot of stuff has wood in it, and yeah. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, like this kind of increased the risks. This increases the risk of buying a new home or building a new home because absolutely. The, what you could be doing is houses that like you could build, be building like a normal house that used to cost like 200,000 to build. Now it's costing three or three or 400,000 to build. If you're using like just the Increased same exact wood prices. Wood. Yeah. This, so this same article, how much this is impacting. The same article says that, and this is a national average. So this is going to vary by state, but, um, that the lumber prices are adding at least $24,000 to the price tag of a typical new family home. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's a typical family home. I'm guessing that's, so that's like, that's a smaller home too. That's probably, you know, 13, 1400 square feet, a couple bedrooms. But if you're building a home like we're in, like a four bed, two bath, you could probably be looking at $50,000 in Colorado. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that labor is at an all-time shortage right now because of the shutdowns. Um, General contractors, at least here in Colorado, like they're they're so overworked right now. Everyone's maxed home, like, and they want to do home projects. Yeah, they want their bathroom renovated, their kitchen. Yeah, so like the demand for houses and it's an all-time high. Just everything that deals with wood is like super crazy right now. Here, here in Colorado, I was speaking with my realtor. He said in March. Um, there were about 1,900 homes on the market in the Denver area, and there were, you know, like 4,000 people buying, shopping for homes. Yep. Like, the demand is more than double the yep. supply, um, which for homeowners is great, but I think to your point, Perry, like, is there going to be a crash in the housing market? Because well, there has been such, such a surge. I mean, the same, if you've, if you've seen The Big Short, or yep. which you know, explains the 2007, And that was caused by prices, something prices. different though. That was, that but, was caused by wall street, but they're still doing the same shit. Yeah. Like they're still doing that. Oh so, yeah, like, they are. Yeah. The yeah. Possibility. Pred- predatory like, there was subprime a, um, lending. There was a hedge fund that went underwater like a few weeks ago. I I've, saw that. Arceus or I forgot what the name of it. Um, anyways, it went underwater completely. And like, cause the, because the banks had like hedged so much money into them. So basically the same exact thing can happen again. Oh yeah. And if people owe more money on their houses, then you're screwed. Then it's going to be worse than the last time. It, yeah. It's, it's so, one thing if you have a $10,000 car loan and the car is worth seven, we're talking about, you know, I think that, but, but if you're, if you like me, if you have a house that's six figure, if your house is worth 350 K um, and your mortgage that you took out for is three seventy five. Like you're t- like it's yeah, it's scary. I think that you know the baby boomers they're trying to you know teach us millennials a lesson and be like, <laughs> hey, you've already been through two life, uh, two uh, the dot com bubble and the recession. Well, like no, I'm talking about the financial crisis in two thousand eight, and then the. Well, COVID. we've been through three. Well, yeah, and the dot, the two thousand dot com. That bubble. one was not as bad, but anyways, they're just Still. trying to like, they'd be like, give it to I us. I bet you could do three, and like, oh, and you know, there's gonna be like two more in our again. lifetime. It's yeah, yeah. It's, we'll see. All right, next wild. topic. What's the other thing you want to talk about? Cars. cars. That's the last one. Cars. All right. So there is a I like huge. Cars. I I love cars. I don't actually own a car. I use my girlfriend's car. <laughs> you don't love car. cars. I, if, if I don't, don't own, own one, I, that's fair. I'm sorry. Um. 
there is a huge shortage of cars and of new cars specifically, yep. which similarly to the housing market, I think there's a lot of parallels. New cars aren't being built, one, because plants were shut down, but now there's a chip shortage, yeah. which is affecting commercial affecting electronics, consumer everything. electronics, cars, anything that uses a chip to start, which is pretty much any electronic PS5s. device, computers, all the important things um, is being affected. So you new car prices right now are through the roof because there's such there's little supply. Like they've had to shut down plants. Honda. Yeah, Honda uh, had to uh, shut down they plans. shut down a North American so plant because of the with chips. Ford. Yeah, Ford had to shut down. Their same thing with, with Volvo, Hyundai. All, they're they're all in the same spot because all these companies are. There's hundreds of electronic companies competing for the same chips, and mm-hmm. right now there's no chips to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, but in because new car prices are going up, similar to new home prices. That means that used cars are so, like I was looking at buying a used car. I told you this. The prices are like five, six thousand dollars above Kelly Blue Book. Like yeah. every, and it's because people are paying for it because there is such a low supply of cars. I could literally sell my truck right now and for make more a, money and make a profit on yep. it from what I bought it two years yep. ago. Like exactly, it would, it would like, uh, yeah. I have a 2016 F150 and it's like got relatively low mileage, but I could literally. I've put like 20,000 pro- miles on it. You could it. probably make a couple of grand. I could make yep. money if I sold it. Which is so, wild. Yep. Um, I was. I remember last year this time I was looking at cars because I was considering buying one. And, you know, the cars I was looking at, I was looking at like midsize SUVs, maybe a Ford F-150. And my budget was like around 25. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that same car right now is like 30, yeah, 32, like 33. Yeah, 30. I mean, it's I, like I'm not – it's, 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 it's insane. Not, it's, it's absolutely yeah. insane. So, I mean, if you are, it is a seller's market right now for homes and cars. And if you have two by fours at your house, it's a seller's market. I know. Oh my gosh. I wish I could have bought a bunch of two by fours two years ago for $2 a piece. It's like, I, it's like dumbbells. Yeah. I, I know. Same thing with dumbbells. Um, like we were looking just, yeah, on a side note, uh, when COVID first started, everybody was trying to make a home gym and dumbbells. They were like a hundred dollars like, a piece yeah, for like a five for like a dumbbell. five or yeah. six, like five to ten pound dumbbells, like a hundred bucks per. Dude, it's dumbbell. so because everyone is thinking the same thing. Yeah, but now it's like there's there's gonna be like a, a dumbbell surplus in the next like year. You know, you know what? Uh, start going I don't think Peloton's a public company, but if they were, that would have been a good stock to buy and sell in April. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, that. Those are all the economic things. I think it's important to talk about this so that people are just informed about what's going on. And there are obviously hundreds of other facets going on with the vaccine and the the economy. These are the ones that I think we wanted to pull out just to kind of highlight yep. the, the craziness that is the COVID recession. It's pretty uh, – it's just like I never in my life, at least, have I ever experienced supply and demand so much in my Neither face. Neither have I. Where it's like yep. people just want something like crazy all at the Overpaying. same time, or like, yeah, I mean it's wild. Well, and to see the, I think for me too, when I was getting my vaccine, it was very surreal. You know, I got it in like a, it's like a small, like civic center, like it was a big gym. You mm-hmm. know, where like college basketball might be played or something. And I got my vaccine, and then you know, Perry, there's like us, they're six feet apart, sitting in chairs on one half of the court, and I was looking around and. I was like, this looks like something out of, like, a sci-fi movie. Like, it, it's so surreal. Yeah. Like, so damn surreal. And I was like, I texted a friend, and I'm like, this is the most surreal moment of my, like, 
it's like the fact that I got like my COVID vaccine a year after we went into lockdown. I'm like, this whole thing has just been so, so wild. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. It's coming. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll probably we'll do an update later this year on COVID. We'll talk about a little bit more about herd actually, immunity. We might actually be able to talk about the end of COVID by that time. Who knows? At least in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but right. stay safe out there. Everyone stay safe. Stay smart. We are so close. Uh, don't let your guard don't be down stupid. now. Just don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't let your guard down now. Be safe. Yeah. Don't take unnecessary risks. Yeah. We're um, so close. We're so close. Anyway, uh, before we go, so just heads up, we are going to be upgrading the podcast with some cooler intros and outros. So like version 1.01. Yeah. Uh, we're going from alpha to beta. Mm. Um, isn't it beta to alpha? Well, like there's like it... alpha build and then like the beta build and then I, like I'm not, the release yeah. build. After, I've never been in development. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Nerd. <laughs> anyways. Um, but besides that, if you have any questions or feedback, please email us at averagejoeshealthcare at gmail.com. Just how it sounds, averagejoeshealthcare at gmail.com. And then check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, we created those social media profiles, so maybe we'll get some fame out of this one day. Who knows? It's on my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. But hit us up. Happy to answer any questions. Yeah. Anything like that. So. And if there's right. anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Yeah, that'd be awesome, too. Um well, Perry, it was great catching up. It's been a while. I'm glad we uh, we need to do um, this more often, James. We should we should do this like every two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like we said, like biweekly or whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks, America. Stay Have safe. A good, have a good week. Okay. Bye. Bye.